Anyway, for real, let's start this program. Okay, so I have a question. Yo. So, all of a sudden, in um, quick time, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's a soundbar, which didn't used to exist, mm-hmm. and it was on the lowest level. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I moved it up. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know how that audio well, that was just produced is going to sound. We'll find out, I guess. <laughs> okay, welcome to the show. I'm Jules. <laughs> and I'm Nikki. And this is Tangential, a show where two people discuss their weekly internet search history in the hopes that other people find it entertaining. That's what we do. Yep. We make the yeah. content. Welcome to the show. All right, Nikki, I think you're first this week. Oh, what? Yep. Have you ever seen the um, 2013 feature animated film, animated feature film Frozen from the the wonderful people over at Disney? You know I don't like that movie. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> I think okay. Frozen is a good film. Now, here I hear what you're saying. The ice one. The, it's the ice one. <laughs> Y'all, it's the ice one th- with, with the song, the Let It Go song that you, that you couldn't stop listening to because it was so good. And uh, the key change in it is very good. I'll just play a little bit of it just, just in case you forgot. So just, here it is. Stop listening. <laughs> the fact that children know children that were born after Frozen was made know, what Frozen know is. that know those songs from Frozen more than they know the songs from Moana is ridiculous to me. It is not a better film. Um, you're right, but like, why do kids like that movie? I don't get it. I don't know, actually. That's like a good question. I think that lyrically it is is, is an easier thing to grasp onto. Also, yeah. Moana does not have a like the cute animal analog that in Frozen is Olaf is not as key of a character in Moana. There were two. Yeah, but the pig is not involved really, and the chicken can't talk. What was the chicken's name again? Pepe. I think. Mm. I yeah, made that, that up. Right. That's might be no, wrong. No, that sounds right. <laughs> that chicken reminded me of the chicken from you remember that um, Shia LaBeouf movie hey, hey. Surfs Up, where he was a penguin. Yes, I do remember that. The chicken name is called named Hey Hey, by the way, not Pei Pei. Oh well, the chicken in Surfs Up. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, Surfs Up was a bad film. No, it wasn't. It was pretty good. I liked the beginning because it was like done documentary style. And I was like, whoa, this is like... Oh, this is next level. An art film for DreamWorks <laughs> animation. Um. Anyway, they're making... And by they, I mean the Walt Disney Company. This tiny upstart uh, film studio. They're making um, Frozen, the 2013 film, into a Broadway musical. 
I thought it already... Okay, so you know how in California Adventure they had the Aladdin show for yeah, years? Yeah, so they have, that, they have... What's that little district called with the theater? Hollywood. Is it? Nope. I think... Are you thinking of... I think it legitimately might be called Carthay. Hold on. Um, it's an avenue of, or of something, listen. but in California Adventure, they always have a show going on, I think, twice a day yeah. that um, uh, guests can go and see, and lots of people don't know about it, so they don't go and see it, or they just don't want to waste their waste, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. their time in a theater watching a musical, but they're really well-produced. They're like Broadway. They are Broadway musicals because Aladdin, yeah. I think, went straight from that production onto Broadway and is on Broadway But I now. think they're, they're modified versions of... Are they? Yes. They're, like, they're different shows. Because, like, the Broadway version... They're pretty of, pr- impressive. Yeah, they're like, very good, but I don't think, like, the Broadway version of Aladdin, because it's a two-and-a-half-hour musical, is the same as the hour and a half i don't even think it's an hour and a half i think it's like an hour i thought long. it was like an hour and 45 minutes it always felt like forever for yeah. me when i was a kid <laughs> um <laughs> that segment of the park is called hollywood land okay yeah. um also jesus christ uh what's happening oh the pen fell out of my hair uh california adventure opened in 2001 yeah that makes sense because that's the first time i went I that think. is wild when Jaden was literally so long like five ago. months old. <laughs> so long ago. Did you know that Disneyland uh, California Adventure or Disney California Adventure was going to be Epcot? Maybe I'll bring that next week. That's my favorite little nugget of California Adventure history. Is that, that it was going to it be was the supposed second Epcot to be, it, Yeah, it was supposed to be another Epcot. And then Disney couldn't figure Epcot's out. better. Yeah, they couldn't figure out how to get it in this small <laughs> amount of space because... Um, California Adventure was put on the spot where there was a parking lot before. Epcot Center isn't like a park dedicated to Florida, though. No, (laughs) absolutely not. It's dedicated to literally everywhere but Florida. (laughs) I just don't understand where California... Well, it does make sense because Walt came to California to create Disneyland. And it was the place where movies could be made 12 months uh, or every single month of the year. You know, and an orange grove in Anaheim. Everyone loves. Yeah, it. there was tons of real estate because <laughs> <laughs> the land was bad. Um, that's why Disneyland's in a ditch. A lot of people also don't know that. Um, When's California Soren is still Soren? Yeah, it's just not called Cal. It's just not Soren over California anymore. It's just Soren, and you go other places other than California. But it's not open yet. It's still no, it's open under. Re- oh, really? Because it was I had closed for a, bit, a coworker go there. This week and it wasn't open. Oh. Yeah. She said it was under renovation. Soren. So, uh, so yeah, Soren over California just closed in twenty sixteen, but it's still operating. Weird. Yeah. It's called Soren Around the World now. Mm. Um Well, that doesn't really fit the California adventure no. thing, but whatever. Um anyway. They're turning Frozen into a musical. <laughs> also, why is Cars Land in California Adventure? What's because it California was the only s- nothing. Because they don't <laughs> now they don't know what they want California Adventure to be because they are running out of space in the rest of the park. Like I think making California Adventure was kind of a mistake, or it worked for a little bit, well, but it in was the like, beginning it worked it, right, right yeah. in the beginning it worked. But like I think they have now shoehorned themselves to like making an entire park based off of the idea of what California is was kind of a weird decision that Disney made in the late 90s. 
and then like now they are like oh but actually we could we have so many other properties that we could just make put it here. Pixar land yeah so like that's what they turned Paradise Pier into is like now mm-hmm. entirely dedicated to Pixar they're like re, re- they're redoing um, California Screamin' is now going to be like an Incredibles themed roller coaster like they're very slowly removing all of the California aspects of California Adventure and I, mm-hmm. I assume that in like two to three years like right at the same time as they open that Star Wars land, I'm sure they're going right. to rename this park. Oh, that's interesting. It's also kind of sad. Yeah. Um, because There should like, be one park to celebrate California. California. Griffith Park. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Hahn. Um, they're making a Frozen Broadway musical. Oh, it is going sorry. into previews. <laughs> it's going into previews very soon. Um, but they. I don't want put, it. I do. <laughs> I really I like Frozen. Um, I saw the movie many times in theaters. Irina can do it. She can't. She's she not. Can't. I mean, I don't know. She, she probably cannot. can. She's just not in it. It's two other people. Uh, yeah. I think they should rethink that. They apparently changed the ending entirely. Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez, the people oh, who did the, Fantastic. <laughs> the people who wrote the music for Frozen, wrote the music for the musical version of Frozen, and they put out um, a song from the musical Frozen uh, called Monster, and it's very good, but it is also about how Elsa, if you don't know the plot of Frozen... There's Anna and Elsa. They're both princesses. Their parents die um, in a boat accident on their way to somewhere. And uh, because Elsa gets so sad, she's got ice powers. And then she locks herself in a closet for a long time. And then they come out. And then Elsa gets mad again. And then she freezes the town forever and then Anna has to go find her sister because she got angry and built an ice castle. It's a whole thing. There's a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. Um, and then there's happy. How it lives happy ever happily ever after. Are you? Is your question is how old the sisters are? Because I just found that out when I was doing research on this. Let movie. me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Twenty-two. Yeah, Anna is twenty. Anna is eighteen, and Elsa is twenty-one. Um, in the lore, Elsa looks older. She I'm does look older. And so does Anna. They both look older. They yeah. both look like twenty five hipsters from Colorado. <laughs> uh, Colorado, actually, hipsters um, from Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, they released the song, and the song is pretty good. Here's a bit of the song. Wow, Jules, what did you think? Inserts Kanye West monster. <laughs> <laughs> Jules, what did you think of the song? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just play it for you in real life, in the real life right now, and I'll cut it out. Where is um Spotify? Wasn't that? Fun? I rather watch Wicked, wow, which is burn. essentially the same story. Burn, read, read and burn. Um. Anyway, it's coming out, and I'm trying to figure out whether or not I want to go see it when I'm in New York. But tickets are very expensive. But there's a lottery. It makes the tickets $30. Yeah. 
What a fun and good segment that definitely 100% was. Super fun. <laughs> Super good. Do you want me to keep going or do you want to go next? Um, We're not popcorning. So okay. Um, I found out. Well, <laughs> it's, the, it's the worst kept secret in video games. Is that EA, Electronic Arts, the maker of fine video games such as Battlefront and Battlefield and Mass Effect and some other stuff um, it was remastering Burnout Paradise which is arguably one of the best racing games ever made in the history of video games and one of at least one of the top 10 or 15 or maybe 20 games of all time um, Burnout if you don't know is a series it's a racing series where the crux of the whole game is to crash cars so the older burnout games were kind of like puzzle games um it, like at a high level like if you were thinking about it like at a high level because you had to either deal the most damage or get your car like maneuver your car through like very intricate uh setups of like gridlock traffic or like you needed to jump over a thing and through some hoops or whatever and like land the car on top of a bus but you had to like figure out the timing on the bus and the only way you could do that is by like playing the level a bunch it's a really cool game like very inventive and it also had like, a feature like the most realistic looking and like very satisfying looking car crashes um and there was a really cool game burnout paradise came out in like 2007 um for the xbox 360 and the ps3 so like right at the beginning of that generation it looked really really good at the time looking back at it it does not look phenomenal it's kind of grungy and like dirty which is like a weird way to describe it but it like kind of looks dirty um but still like that was kind of like within the stylistic choices of the game um but it had this enormous open world that was full of character and did a lot of really small stuff that made you think about like an open world racing game in a different way. So like one of the one of the big things about it is that whenever right now, like in 2018, when you're like making an open world racing game, like something like Forza Horizon or like uh, the crew, for example, you put a you open up your map and you put a waypoint down and there's like a GPS in the game that. You have to take the GPS, and the GPS just basically puts a line on your map, and you just follow the line, and that's how you get there. There's no Jeep. There's, like, a map in uh, Burnout Paradise, but there's no, like, waypoints. So you have to either know the city or pay very close attention to the street signs. And the game will, like, give you an indication. Like, it'll make the street sign that you're coming up when you're coming up to an intersection. It'll make it flash if you need to turn left or right. But other than that, that's, like, all you get. But so because of this, you become very intimately familiar with all of the little pockets of Paradise City, which is like one of my favorite things. I did not realize when I was playing through it the first time, but I started to think about it right when they announced that the game is actually being remastered and it's coming out uh, early next month. Um, and I'm really, really jazzed about it because uh, Burnout Paradise is like one of my favorite games of all time. It also has this like ridiculous soundtrack, um, the obvious, the, the titular uh um the title uh the subtitle for the game paradise uh obviously lends itself to being to for the game's theme song to be paradise city which is just a good bit it's just a really good bit of cross promotion there um it also has a pretty good soundtrack and avril lavigne's girl boyfriend is it boyfriend or girlfriend 
hey, hey, you, you. Yeah, yeah. I don't like your your girlfriend. girlfriend. So it's girlfriend. Yes. That song's in there, and it's really good. Um, Yeah, I'm just really excited for Burnout Paradise to come back because it's been a while. Like, I've kind of held, like, an an itch to play that game again, and it's going to be really great to uh, play that game again. I'm not, I mean, particularly jazzed that I have to pay EA some money to play it again. But that's where we are with games now. Um, did you ever play Burnout? You don't do the video games as much as I do. No, I, I don't do it. It makes me nauseous. Yeah. Sorry. That's fine. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. Um, But yeah, that's... uh. That's my second thing, is that Burnout Paradise is coming out. Everyone should get excited for it. I mean, everyone. Tell your tell your kids. Tell your mom, your dad. Tell everybody. Um, get hype. Um, I saw Heathers yesterday, the musical. Oh, whoa. Yeah, that's why I asked you about it last night, or this morning. Yeah. Um, I've just seen the movie a bunch of times and love the movie. So, um, yeah, I had only seen the movie once ever. And then forgot that Heathers existed. And then Heathers was off Broadway when I was at Hofstra in 2014. Um, mm-hmm. So it was only open for a little bit. Like, I think their run was from, like, March to August or something. And um, it grew a cult fo- following. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it. People loved it. Yeah. Um, it's, oh, I think it's okay. I think, like, a lot, like, some of the music is kind of rough. Um, but there's one song. I think song. people just like the story. It's, yeah. It's black comedy. It's, I don't know. It's a lot. Like, there are a lot of, obviously, the story has to be slightly different because they have to drag this hour and a half long movie out to two and a half hours and work in a bunch of songs. Um, but it's a fun time. Um, so yeah, I saw Heather's. <laughs> And that was that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Did you know? So when they when they were doing the initial run of the TV show series. Oh yeah, yeah. So you were telling we me were about talking yeah, about, yeah. Telling me about the TV series, but when they did the uh, initial run of the show in LA, which were just a handful of readings to tie it back to Frozen, Kristen Bell was Veronica in the readings um, which 100% makes like that uh uh-huh is like yeah if you're gonna cast someone as Veronica uh uh-huh you're gonna cast Kristen Bell um and it would have been like amazing if she was in the off-broadway production but she was not um they had obviously got someone else um but yeah Heather's is good you said it was okay it's okay some of the music is rocky. So just watch the movie. You don't have to see the Broadway production. Yeah, just watch the movie and then um, go on Spotify. The whole album's not on Spotify. There are only four songs. Um, but the best song in the musical is on Spotify, Dead Girl Walking. Um, and it's the scene where Veronica goes to have sex with JD um, for the also first time. Christian Slater. Also known as Christian Slater. And who else could play that role no one besides christian slater i just uh no one i think him and winona Ryder <laughs> were perfect for that yeah Maybe. um so yeah that's what that that scene is that's what that song revolves around um it's very cool i also think that this musical does uh i i love me a good reprise um 
and this show does them very well. Like it, it repurposes the songs some two, sometimes even three times and recontextualizes them depending on where, like when in the show they're being sung and it does them very intelligently and it like doesn't even have to change the lyrics. It's just because it's a brand new context. It like, it works really well. So like dead girl walking, um, I don't think it's not a spoil. I can't spoil this movie that came out in the eighties. So, you know, when, uh, Veronica fake kills herself. Um, yeah, they, it, it's a problematic. It's movie oh, 100%. by 20, 2018 standards. 100%. Yeah. Anyway, go listen to the music. It's on Spotify. It's pretty good. Dare girl walking is my favorite song in the show. And, uh, it's a good time. I guess. Go watch the movie instead, though. It is on YouTube, however. So if you yeah. want to burn two and a half hours, the whole musical is on YouTube. Just make sure you're watching the, the like, not a random-ass high school production of it, and you're actually watching, like, adults do it. Um, but yeah. And what else? The last thing. Let me check my notes. Oh! So I've been listening... I've been, uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Mr. Rives this week because they are a very happy band and your boy needs happy music this week. Um, but they did a Mr. Rives is a, it's a like a how would I describe them? They're very they're just like a pop band. Jules does not like them. I had like um, I found <laughs> Jules is is not a you fan. Just, I I don't like pop music. Yeah, you know Jules this. does not like pop music. Um, <laughs> and I don't like. Like hep, hep, like super mainstream. I just think it's so syrupy. I don't know. Yeah, Miss Arrives is one hundred percent that. Like, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of like top forty stuff, but that's like not where I live musically. I can like some top forty music. I think this is just pop in its right. purest form. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I think that's why I like it. Like, I don't think that um, Mr. Wives would ever breach the top forty. Uh. In the way that, like, Walk the Moon can sneak their way in with something like Shut Up and Dance. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't think Mr. Rives is that kind of band. But they are making, like, capital P pop music. Um, <laughs> anyway, they have... You know Spotify does this Spotify sessions thing? Yeah, where they, like, they're really good. They're I really, love them. They're really, really cool. Um, they... Mr. Rives had one right when... Like, right before their first album came out where they did a cover of Riptide uh, by mm-hmm. Vance Joy, and that's my favorite Vance version Joy. of that song um, because Mandy Lee, who was the lead singer, hits a note in that version of the song that, like, broke my brain. Um, mm-hmm. But in the second Spotify sessions that they did right after their second, or right, it was right before or right after their second album came out, um, their second album is called Connect the Dots, um, they did a cover of the 21 Pilots song, Ride, and I have, I go back and forth on whether or not I like 21 Pilots because I loved them my first year of college. Um, and then they released their second or their third album and I did not. Whoa, they have three albums Yeah, out? their first one is, um, wow. yeah, like, so the one that everyone thought was their first album is actually their second album. Mm-hmm. Um, but their first album is called, it's just called 21 Pilots. It's an eponymous album. Um, their first album is 21 Pilots their second album is Vessel Vessel has like Migraine and House of Gold and Car Radio on it Um, and then their third album is Blurry Face and I'm not a huge fan of Blurry Face 
Um, but Ride is off of that album. Um, and I fucking love this cover of Ride. Like, I did know it existed. Like, I like Mr. Rise, and I did not know this cover existed until like very recently. Um, I'll play a little bit of it right now. Um, it's just really cool. There's a part where uh, there's a... Hold on. Let me. I'll just play it for you, Jules, so you know what I'm talking about. Because without any context, it's not going to make any sense. Okay. I've been thinking too much. 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 sad sad boys is like the whole thing and then like that is which like i have a huge problem with because that is a sad boy aesthetic not, like not the sad boy aesthetic like fucking do what you want i do <laughs> have a problem with the sad boy aesthetic but like do what you want um but i think that like the the romantic like the way that 21 pilots especially romanticizes depression and romanticizes like th- basically the idea of being suicidal is super whack <laughs> And yeah. then the way that it perpet like the way that the band perpetuates those ideas onto their audience, which is just a gaggle of teens, is like less than ideal because it ro- it is romanticizing those ideas in a, like a super shitty way. And like at a certain point, you have to be like, oh, but what at what level is it like romanticizing? And then at what level is like is it acting as like a release valve? That's like a different conversation. But I think for a lot of kids, or for a lot of not kids, for a lot of people. Like, like that delineation or that conversation never happens so it just comes across as oh it's pretty cool to be sad which is weird but the 21 pi- like the the miss rise version of ride is like a much it is it is an, it's still an emotive song Ride is an emotive song but it is it turns into a joyous celebration of what it is like to kind of be down in the dumps and get yourself out of it um as opposed to wallowing in that sadness and like not really doing anything with it um and like that is like the thing that like i think i like way way more about that like this version of the song as opposed to the original also it's got some fun trumpets in there and i like trumpets (laughs) (laughs) i really like trumpets um yeah i think that's it it's not a particularly big week oh do we want to do corrections corner at the end or should i do my big corrections here's my big correction (laughs) last week um, I said some dumb bullshit about how <laughs> the Black Panther got his powers, and most of it was wrong. So I looked it up, and here's what the gist is. So Black Panther is two things. 
it's a title that they give to the king of Wakanda. Right. Queen Which of the Wakanda. Movie the expresses. ruler. Yes. You also get a set of powers as the leader of Wakanda. Through the vegetable Through the vegetable fruit, fruit orb. <laughs> yes. That herb gives you the following powers. <laughs> we just called the vegetable fruit root <laughs> and you went with herb. Okay. <laughs> gives you the following powers. Acute senses, strength, speed, agility, stamina, durability, fast healing, and cat-like reflexes. Because it's a, a, right. a cat's. That's it. That's all it gives you. In, you see, like... In the movie version of the, of the, in the movie the film's interpretation of this character they then give the suit the suit is canonically made out of vibranium but the fact that the suit can harness kinetic energy and then spit that kinetic energy back is like a, another cherry on top of the it is a cherry on top of the all of the actual physical powers that he gets the real question is whose suit is better iron man's or black panthers Black Panther, but ex- I guess Iron Man can just fly, because though. he has the powers within it, yeah. or because. But Iron Man can't. F- uh, Black Panther can't fly, and Iron Man can fly. So, like, I guess that's like a conversation that you'd have to. Have. I'm sure, sure, he could make it happen. Also, he fell from an airplane, and it was fine, or a helicopter in the. Be- Wait, what did he fall from in the beginning? His ship, and he was fine. Yeah. It's so true. he doesn't need. He can fall really well. <laughs> he can fall really well. <laughs> You're right. He can fall super good. <laughs> He's super good at falling. Um, that was my week. It was very all over the place. I'm sorry for that. It was not a good week or a good cogent week for your boy. But uh, what did you do? <laughs> um, okay. I, I guess we're gonna ignore that last part. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> we can if you want. No, it's fine. What? Go. What, what? 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 Well, I mean, you could explain. Listen, what? here's the thing. Um, I have depression. It's real bad. <laughs> um, and I don't know, like, this space, the, the podcast space, big capital P podcast, is, like, not a space that is, like, one that does not have people who have uh, mental illness in it. Or and it is also not one where the people inside of it are totally chill with uh, speaking about it because there are a lot of creators in this. Not to say that we are like active members in the space with enormous followings and like people at our beck and call or whatever. Um, but I think that it is still a tremendously important thing to like acknowledge and be like, ah, it's a thing that I have. Like it's a thing that I like deal with and work with. Um, and it, it is not a thing that I try to outwardly talk about because at a, at a certain point I'm like, eh, it's it's like my thing that I have to deal with until it like gets bad like it has this week. Um, so the reason that like I'm kind of all over the place and I sound like I'm all over the place um, and like my week is kind of weird. And even like in my conversation about Mr. Wives, like it was kind of rocky to get through. But like, I don't know. It's just been a rough week. It's just been a rough week and my depression has been real bad. Um, and trying to like do anything and like do this show is like a good thing for me to like actively create something and do something. I don't know. Well, we're all here for you. Thanks, obviously. Jules. 
Um, and your millions of adoring in my, fans. In my just, <laughs> just swaths of adoring fans. But I don't know. I, I, think, it's, I think it is important for the people who... I, I, there's literally no way to have this have this conversation without being like, what about the millions of people who listen to our show? There's absolutely no way to have that ha- conversation happen because it makes you sound super self-important. Um, but I, I just think it's it's important for anyone, regardless of whether or not you have a soapbox on which to sit, and even if we are in this current moment creating a soapbox um, on which to stand, I mean. Um, it's important to talk about it. And I think that's like the big thing because if if even if we are not speaking to this enormous audience. If there's someone here who is like, I also feel kind of shitty, go talk to someone about it. Go see someone. I'm very bad at it. I'm super bad at the whole, like going to see a medical professional about uh, my things. Um, But I'm like doing it this week. Like just go talk to someone. That's why they exist. And that's what they're there for. You just have to like, but get get the courage to do it Um, or take a friend and make your friend take you. Like this week, I couldn't go by myself. Like I got all the way to the school, um, to the like the school. Like it's called Caps. It's like the mental health services for the school. Like I got all the way there, and then I panicked because I was like, ah, they're not gonna. I don't need to like go because like they're not. They're gonna be like, ah, it's not real or anything. Like go home. Um, but then I came back and I cried for a little bit. My roommate came in, or my housemate came in and was like, yeah, what's happening? And I was like, I went to Caps, and then I came back. And he was like, no, we're going. So he, like, took me back. Um, so just, like, there there are people around you who are willing to help you out. And if they can't help you, they are willing to find people that can help you. So, like, just lean on them and, like, just don't be afraid to speak up. It's harder. It's easier for me to say that than it is to do, I know. But you'll you can get there. You, I believe in you. I think that's it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Need a second? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, it's very hot now. I was really cold, and then I talked to those. I said those uh, words. It's freezing here. And I don't know. What now you're I'm super about. hot in this room. <laughs> um, Jules, what did you do last week? Remember when we used to say the date that we were recording this episode? TBT. Why did we do that? I don't really we remember. <laughs> we did that and then it was always wrong because we couldn't yeah. figure out whether or not we were supposed to say the date on which we were recording or the date of the week it was. Episode being released. Yeah. Or... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I can start with my corrections corner. Corrections I corner. repeatedly said Island of Dogs, I believe, <laughs> last episode, knowing that it was Isle of Dogs. Shout out to Jeff for sending that correction in. Yeah, he was very <laughs> upset with me. Yeah, we told you guys Jeff is a real person. Jeff's a real, he's a real, he's a real with boy. Real opinions. <laughs> <laughs> that he never fails to share. Nope, doesn't. For example, he thinks the bagels are bad. And honestly, That's I think outrageous. our friendship might end there. How because... do you think bagels are bad? He said, quote, every time I eat a bagel, I think of why it's not of donut. I love bagels. I think they're the greatest things ever. Bagels and I are think so maybe good. it's just because I like um, salty and sour yeah. things more than sweet things. I'm not a huge dessert uh, I'm person. Not, I'm the like I like pie, but that's because crust isn't very sweet all the time. Like, or there, there's another substance kind of balancing it yeah. out, or a piece of yeah. 
I bread is good. Love, bread is so good, and like a good bagel, a good bagel can either be nothing. It can be a vehicle for stuff on top of it, or you can imbue that bagel with f- delicious flavors, such as all flavors. You don't call a bagel an everything bagel, and then not have it include all flavors. And an everything bagel it can also be sweet. Every single if you want it yeah, to be. it can be sweet. It can just be salt. You could put strawberry schmear on it. Or in it. You could just mm-hmm. put strawberries in. A blueberry bagel, always good. Mm-hmm. You could be super capitalistic and make a rainbow bagel and then sell it in Brooklyn. You can do anything with a bagel. That looks and apparently tastes like Play-Doh. Yeah, it's real. it looks like Play-Doh and tastes real bad. <laughs> um, well, I had a bagel today at Yeasty Boys. The So good. Yeah. <laughs> The food truck in, or the bagel truck in LA, owned or I don't know, started by the fat Jewish. You guys probably know that Instagram Instagram account. Yeah. Um, he also owns or I don't know if he owns it. Um, fat Sal's. Yes. Which you've seen, right? Yeah. Fat Sal's is a place, kind of a food standish place in multiple points of LA. The only one I know is in Westwood, but I know there's multiple ones. Um. Right? Yes. I think there's one Fat Cells. Let me tell you all the locations of Fat Cells. There's one in Westwood. There's one in Hollywood. There are two. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, look at the menu and then you'll see why your arteries would become completely clogged after eating there for a week. Like if you did supersize me at Fat Cells instead of McDonald's, uh, Morgan would have died (laughs) he wouldn't have just been told that his liver was failing he (laughs) would have been dead (laughs) there's also one in san diego and in austin and in encino (laughs) yeah i i would imagine there'd be one in the valley somewhere uh that wasn't the first thing i looked up this week first thing i looked up this week uh pertained to one day at a time have you heard about that sitcom on netflix uh it's the sitcom on netflix that features the life of a cuban-american family living in echo park oh i and have heard of this oh you have yeah. yeah it's really good because it hits on a lot of important issues of today such as ptsd which they just call pts in the show depression anxiety um sexuality gender identity religion sexism it it serves in the way that the Cosby show did when mm-hmm. the Cosby show first came out. Sitcoms in the 70s and 80s were huge because they weren't afraid to shy away from those things. Yeah. Today they're completely watered down, i.e. Big Bang Theory. <laughs> no, I love um, that show. That two show Broke teaches, Girls. Look, no, both of those programs teach me a lot about <laughs> what it's like to be white in America. <laughs> right. Um I love it. It's really cool. Um, a lot of the show is spoken in Spanish. Um, I just think it's really, really good. And Rita Moreno's in it. it lots of pe- you probably know her from West Side Story. Yeah. She was Anita. She's one of the few people in the world who has an EGOT. Super cool. Um, it's just really, really fun. And I was just reading about that show, and it's actually in danger of being canceled. Oh, no. Uh, the second season was just released, I think, a week ago, and the showrunner uh, <laughs> tweeted a tweet saying, tweeted a tweet, oh my god, um, <laughs> tweeted that 
everyone needed to watch four episodes in order for the show to be picked up for a second or a third season. So if you're interested in sitcoms or comedies that hit a bunch of issues and have a ton of diversity, definitely watch one day at a time because it's just a joyous show that I always enjoy watching. And I think anyone who is looking for a show to watch should watch that. Yeah. Is it? A... I don't even like sitcoms, but I really like <laughs> this one. Yeah. Is it a real Netflix original or is it one of the ones that... I think it a is a, a Netflix original. I think Sony produced okay. it, maybe. Yeah. Yes, or at least it's shot says. at Sony um, on like stage 24 or stage 25, wow. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Jules and I were talking about this earlier this week, but like the the overlap on shows, depending on where in the world you are, on what Netflix calls a Netflix original is ridiculous. Just because of the way that like the fact that quote being quote an original program means nothing, so they can put it on anything. So if they distribute it for all intents and purposes, it is their show. So like I have like Emily who lives in Australia when we were talking about the good place, a show I still haven't seen. Apparently it's like very good. I feel the like Kristen Bell show. Yeah. Apparently it's like about heaven and hell. Yeah. yeah. Um, Queen loved it. I thought you did watch it. No, I like watched mm. a little bit of it, but like I haven't finished. And apparently like, this season is extremely good. Um, But in Australia, that is a Netflix original. And I was talking to Emily about it when she was here late last year about how like it was on NBC. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's like it's an NBC show. And she was like, no, I thought Netflix made it. And I was like, no. Mm. But just because like, it has to do with rights because yeah. Netflix will purchase a show. Totally. And... So they like NBC only owns the rights to distribute it in the US, even though they make the show. Then they sold the rights internationally to Netflix. Right. So um Annihilation, that show that I've been, or that movie that I've been talking about mm-hmm. for the last two weeks, <laughs> uh, it came out this week. And in 17 days, it will be released internationally on Netflix. On Netflix. That's wild. Uh, people think it's because Alex Garland and Paramount thought that the film was going to fail. So, they, <laughs> and Oops. Netflix was willing to buy. Yeah. Um, no, it actually, it actually isn't doing too well. I oh, think no. just considering. I thought it was good. It, oh, I, I don't know. I, the, the box office sales for its premiere day weren't too hot. Um, it's just a bad time, you know. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther came out. Apparently, Date Night's doing or Game Night. Oh my God. What is Game Night? <laughs> is doing really well. It's that Jason Bateman, oh, uh, Rachel like McAdams hor- is it like movie. A horrible boss esque vehicle for comedy, or is it a horror movie? Uh, no, it's uh, the former. Oh. Yeah. Uh, apparently, their chemistry is really good. And people like it. Oh, well, good for them. I'm not watching. Well, I probably will because of Movie Pass. <laughs> um, and it's in Westwood right now. And I get free popcorn there, so I might watch it. I'm, but... Wait, what? Yeah. Why do you get free popcorn? Because I have a bucket. Oh. Yeah. Sweet. So you have to like walk the streets of Westwood with a bucket, though? Yep, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's free popcorn, that's pretty good. Be in it. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Anyway, I, I wonder if that will be marked as a Netflix original movie. It yeah. obviously was made by Paramount, but we'll see. It was good for Paramount because I think Netflix offered them $50 million for it. Is that a lot? 
I think that's what it took to make the film. Oh, so you, perfect. It was either 50 or $40 million that they offered That's them. wonderful. Yeah. Um, l- uh, by the way, I really like that movie. Yeah. Um, tell I us thought about it, it. I don't know if I should tell you about it. I think uh, you should okay. just go see it or wait for it to be on Netflix. Um, I think it was really good. Um, if you liked Ex Machina, uh, Ex Machina, you'd probably like it. In terms of Nikki, who doesn't like scary mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. or not even just hor- scary movies in, in the sense of horror, just movies that are mentally traumatizing, yeah. uh, I think that that this film can get there at points. But I've had other friends who've seen it and have told me that it wasn't that way at all. So Nikki, you risk. Okay. <laughs> you risk it, or just wait for it to be on Netflix. Yeah. Honestly. Or I can control the speed at which I get scared. Yeah. Uh, Visually stunning, great acting, story, mm, I didn't like it more than Ex Machina, mm-hmm. but it was still very interesting and high concept. Cool. I recommend it. Um, I got down a really quick hole real fast. So Lamorne Morris, blah, 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 blah. Who's in Lamorne Game Morris is in Game Night, and then he I is. clicked on his Wikipedia page, and then in the second sentence of his first paragraph... It says that he, third sentence, sorry. It says that he was a game show host. Do you remember the television show Brain Rush? No. Okay. Was it on Nickelodeon? It was on Cartoon Network. There were six, there were six episodes of this show, and they filmed it at Knott's Berry Farm, and you <laughs> got on a roller coaster, oh, and then I you remember. did trivia as like a teen, and then you did I didn't trivia, think there and then was they a gave host you to that. Money. There was I a host. Celebrities did it. it was there was a host. It was Lamorne Morris. <laughs> Don't remember that at all. There were only six episodes. Oh wait, I I actually do remember that now. Um, I can totally place that. It was on Cartoon Network. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I totally forgot that the show existed. Wow. Would they win money? Yeah. Yeah. Like a very small amount of money. I think you would get like the maximum mon- maximum amount of money you could win is like fifty dollars. Fifty dollars or something? <laughs> no, it's like I think it's like a thousand dollars is like the maximum amount oh, of money goodness. you could win. Uh what was the second thing I looked up? Oh there will be blood and um, inherent vice with Joaquin Phoenix, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um and most recently, Phantom Thread. Did you know that he is in a relationship with Maya Rudolph? And what? they have four children. What? <laughs> I didn't know that was her husband. I knew she was married, but I didn't know who her husband was. It's casually just like eight-time uh, Academy Award-nominated Paul Tom Sanderson. <laughs> what? I didn't know that Maya Rudolph had f- kids. Four. That's wild. Yeah. Good for them. Anyway, how Paul old Tam- are the Tom kids? Sanderson is cool. Uh, they must be really little. I don't know. Uh, this, Let's see if this, it's in his personal life. This internet article says from the AV Club says that at least one of them is eight years old. One was born in 2005, one was born in 2009, one was born in 2013, and one in 2011. Three girls, one boy. Wow. Got him out quick. They live in the San Fernando Valley. Of course. Everyone go find him. Um <laughs> Yeah, isn't that interesting yeah. that he's he's That's wild. Just didn't know at all. Did you know that Paul Thomas Anderson went to SMC and then Emerson and then NYU? 
Yeah. Are you on his Wikipedia? I am. <laughs> um, the reason I was looking at Tom, uh, Paul Anderson was because I was really interested in Johnny Greenwood, who is the composer for, or who did the score for The Phantom Thread, which is really, really good, both the movie and the score. And he's actually the lead guitarist and keyboardist for Radiohead. And you may not know this, but he's composed a lot of stuff. He he also composed the score for There Will Be Blood, and um, obviously he did The Phantom Thread. But... Um... Yeah, I just found found that very interesting. He basically has done all of Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, movies. Wow. I think you might be bored by The Phantom Thread. but what, Is it about sewing? It's about a dressmaker hmm. who um, is kind of a womanizer, and he meets this waitress, and she uh, he wants to make her into his muse, but she doesn't want that, and their dialogue is just so quick and snappy and... The movie just takes these unexpected turns that make you laugh. It's actually a funny period piece. So in that way, I think it might amuse you. But you still have to dedicate two hours of, like, staring at a screen, which I know is very hard for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Might have been more than two hours. Isn't this, um, what's-his-face's last movie? Daniel Day-Lewis's last movie? That's what he says, but he always fake retires, you know? Oh, okay. Sorry, but isn't Sir it cool that Daniel like a Day-Lewis? keyboardist and guitarist for Radiohead is also a yeah, composer who a makes composer. film scores? That's wonderful. I thought it was cool. Imagine <laughs> being is like multi talented because like that requires like multiple like you have to have like different ma- different levels of mastery. And if you watch of music, if you watch um, the Phantom Thread, you're you're gonna be like this. I hear no portion yeah. of. <laughs> No amount of Radiohead in this. But he was, like, really interested in bands like Beat and New Order, which makes sense to me in his rock sound. But I don't know where he gets the classical stuff from. I mean, I guess you have to learn classical. If you're interested in music, that's where you start. Or when where you start um, your education, I suppose, typically. Uh yeah, I don't know what to wear for graduation. I've just been looking Me up graduation neither. dresses. Oh, I was gonna ask you what you were gonna wear. I have no idea. What color do you want to wear, or what color are your robes going to be? The robes are black. So are ours. I thought they um, were gonna be blue. Is your ta- what color is your tassel? I assume. I don't know. Gold, right? <laughs> Probably blue and and gold. Blue and gold. That would make sense. And then my cords, if I get them, are going to be... Oh, if you get them. <laughs> I may not. <laughs> okay. The, or the braid, I suppose, is gold. Just buy some. Blue and gold. You definitely could bunch. do that. <laughs> Just buy a bunch. Like, and, no one will know. Um, my Sigma Tau Delta cords are going to be red. So mm. I might wear something red. That'll be cool. Um, yeah, I don't. Because there's absolutely no way I'm wearing a suit. Like, I don't. It's not that serious. No, you wear... I might just, like, wear... Pants and a tie. Pants. I don't even know if I want to wear a tie. (laughs) That's the thing. Like... I think you're supposed to wear a tie. Well, you know what? Also, you go to a Christian school. I think they'd make you wear a tie. Those things are... Actually... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, (laughs) As if those things are different. (laughs) 
that wasn't meant to be targeted towards anyone or anything. Listen, it <laughs> wasn't. Like Catholicism is a form of Christianity. Christianity. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna be wearing. I need to buy clothes. I've needed to like purchase myself clothes for the better part of two years now, and I've just been doing this thing where I will buy like two shirts, and I'm like, I've done it. I've shopped, and then I will look in my closet and I'll be like, I hate all of the things in here. Today I found jeans that I really liked, which was really big for me from Madewell. Wow. They fit really, really well. They're just like one hundred and forty-five dollars, so I can never oh, buy them. Oh yeah. boy, yeah, that's rough. Uh, I am currently wearing a bad pair of jeans that I hate um, from this little known store called Old Navy that right. I had to purchase because the you had other no jeans, jeans I was wearing. <laughs> I had no jeans, and the other jeans I was wearing uh, had a very large hole in the back pocket mm-hmm. because I put like my phone in there and like the spot where like i sit down is where my the t- corner of my phone was and eventually it just wore out that spot so there's a huge hole in the back pocket so i couldn't wear them anymore and now i have this shitty pair of jeans from old navy all right yeah. that was my week <laughs> now i have homework <laughs> yeah i also have homework great for the first time really all all semester um i have to like do some work that's not true i made that up I've had work all semester. I don't know why I said that. Um, oh, are you doing anything exciting this coming week? Just work all day, That's every so hard. day. No, <laughs> it's midterms, yeah, or finals. No, finals. When does the are... quarter end? Uh, I want to say March twenty fourth. I still oh, have a whole. You have month. like a month. Yeah. I have eight days until spring break. You're so lucky. Um, which is kind of ridiculous, honestly. Um, but I'm excited to come home and yeah alright we did it we made content this week and we now did. I'm gonna edit and put it on the internet oh. Hope it might be Monday morning when it goes up it's fine but it'll go up do your homework first <laughs> yeah I have to do my homework first but yeah I think that's it okay thanks for Thanks listening, for listening everybody. to Tangential. You can find the show on the internet on twitter.com at tangential underscore. You can find me on Twitter at Godsua. Um, you can find Jules on Twitter at JS Um You can find the show notes and all the other episodes of this show at tangential.xyz. And uh, you can find the show on iTunes, Google Play, Definitely not Spotify yet. Simplecast, get at us. Um, where else can you find it? Pocket Casts. No, it's another podcast app that people like. I don't know. Um, I don't know. There are other apps. Basically, if you can find the podcast in a podcast place, the podcast is there, as long as it's not called Spotify. Um, you can email us at tangentialpod at gmail.com. And big thanks to Louis Zong for letting us use Blackberry Jam off of the album Jam 2 as our theme song. And I think that's all of it. I think that's it. We've done it. We Hooray. did it. Yay. Uh, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.